the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Awesome. I'm Rob Black. Talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Hmm. Are you a Target person? Are you a Walmart person? Are you Nintendo? Microsoft Xbox? Sony PlayStation? What brand do you tend to stick with and stick with for a long time? I want to start with the concept that not all brands are going to be something you stick with forever. I think brand investing is not a bad idea. I think it's, it gives you some sort of already familiarity, so to speak, if you want to go out and invest in a stock. Again, I think most people should buy indexes and ETFs and, and, and complement their portfolio and complement their wealth and complement a bonus that they may get by going out and buying a stock. Burn, baby, burn, Mattel and Barbie. Barbie is one of those brands that we all kind of know. Visa is a brand we all kind of know. A lot of the stocks we talk on a regular basis are things that we know, right? You know, Microsoft Windows, uh, you know, Apple's operating system and their phones and like you, you get this, right? Very few people go out and invest in applied materials. Um, very few people go after, you know, a semiconductor equipment making company. Or the company makes the sensor that goes in the iPhone just isn't as much fun as owning Apple. So there's something about buying brands. And I want to talk about Barbie because brand buying doesn't always work. And that's where people get into trouble. Mattel had a rough, rough go of it recently. Third quarter sales plunged. Per share profit plunged. You saw the stock in the last few years move sometimes 10, 15, 20% on the downside. The bankruptcy of Toys R Us kind of sent some ripple effects through the world, but Apple and the iOS and apps, um, what do your children play more? Barbie? Or do they want to be on their phone or on their iPad? So Barbie is a big blow, but a big winner against them are the apps and things that are out there that are consuming their eyeballs elsewhere. Mattel's woes can't be laid entirely on the retailer's collapse. 
of Toys R Us. It's been laboring for years, trying to get a turnaround, turnaround, turnaround. Every now and then I get a little bit lonely. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm dreaming something wild. Turn around. Bonnie Tyler, Total Eclipse of the Heart. Was that something or was that something when that first came out? And then David Blaine or one of those magicians had to ruin it and use the music in a trick on television where he tried to show us that he levitated over the Grand Canyon. Oh, no, that was I Need a Hero. Another Bonnie Tyler great. And I Need a Hero has always changed the way I drive tractors. I now want to play chicken every time I get in a tractor. You're saying, Rob, how often do you get a tractor? Never. But that's how music influences, just like brands influence us. Mattel plans to scale back product launches by 30% and accelerate cost cuts. Do you remember in the last couple of years we've heard Mattel throw basically everything at the wall? Barbie is going to be more anatomically correct. Barbie is going to have some friends that live in the inner city. Barbie is going to... Black Barbie. Like, there's always been, like, throw, things that they're throwing out again and again and again. I think Ken had a boyfriend. I might be wrong, but it seems like there might have been a metrosexual or something going on there. Um, so they're going to scale back with the launches at Mattel. Management laid out ambitious plans to cut $650 million in costs, reinvest $170 million, stabilize sales, and graduate margins higher. So graduated margins higher could be things like, let's, let's use cheaper plastic to make Barbie. Um, it could be $650 million of cutting costs could be what? Little Jeopardy music, please, in your head. Do, 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 do. $650 million of cost could be firing Barbie? No, firing employees. And Barbie's even done things as far as Mattel. They've made movies and DVDs, and they're successful on some level. So... Um, skews, you know, those things that you um, see in Barbie, they're trying to simplify them in retail. And they say they're taking a conservative approach. I think it's important to take a conservative approach when you miss earnings and revenue as aggressively as they've missed. But then again, what I'm trying to get at is, um, would I own Mattel now? That brand ain't what it used to be. And they'll be like, we got Barbie Dreamhouse, which now you could put on your iPhone. Nope, don't want it. Because we got Kim Kardashian on the iPhone. Sorry. Kim Kardashian wins, 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 wins. 800-516-1220. If you ever want to call the show, drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. How about um, a little ode to joy, a little, you know, or a little... La, 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 la. How about a little Christmas music here? Visa's been a longtime favorite as far as brands go. Um, who loves, you know, Visa? We all know Visa, right? We all know American Express. We all know MasterCard. You could buy all three of these companies. Now, it's a brand, right? It's a brand that's been around since you were a child. I think Visa's got a lot of cachet. A lot of like it's a brand with power, right? Wall Street thinks so too. There's 37 analysts who follow it, and 31 have buy holdings. Now, in the world of stock talk and talking stock and talking sectors and such, when the analyst community loves you, there's only one way to go more love, sure, but they will also hurt you. George Clooney's newest movie was panned just as, as awful, 
as a name, as Jerush. Now, when a journalist gets to meet him, they'll be like, I love you so much, I love you so much, I love your movies. And they'll, they'll conveniently keep that movie off the list. Same thing with Wall Street. Like, they'll turn their head a bit on Visa, but in the end, an analyst lives or dies by is he right or wrong on his buy and sell ratings on his price targets, on his profit margins, on obviously a lot more details than just what the financial media reports. Um, so Visa's been doing it. They've been a winner, winner, chicken dinner. Their brand has been strong. Their earnings have been strong. Their buybacks are, I, everything's A-OK. So it's like an ode to Visa. There we go. What a great company to invest in, right? Twas the week before earnings and all through the street. Visa's fourth quarter was coming and all expected a beat. This was the first guide to fiscal 18, and with its some fear of numbers unseen. Come mid-teens, come high-teens, come 20%, all seemed okay. When talking about earnings, year-over-year growth. So, it's kind of a festive stock, right? It's kind of that kind of thing in our head. Um, the stock, you know, hits new highs on a regular basis, year-over-year. For those of you who are like, best investment ever, and for the fools who say, you don't even know if a mutual fund's own stocks, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. If it's a publicly traded mutual fund, yeah, you do. But look at the year over years. Look at how that brand has done so well. Now, then, on the other hand, and don't you wish I only had one hand? On the other hand, you have Mattel. So not all brands are created the same. Some have defenses. Some brands, when you invest in them, need to change your ideas and your concepts. You can't keep them forever and ever. Um, and you have to be honest about them. Like, if a Star Wars movie comes out that sucks, I'll be the first one to tell you. And that might be your clue, a cue, that, you know, Disney may have uh, jumped the shark. I'm Rob Black, speaking of jumping the shark, I'm kind of like Fonzie. <laughs> jumping over a pool of sharks, not going to happen in my life. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing more, talking stock, tech stock, stock talk. Oh, it's Flipper. Hey, Flipper. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, robblackshow.com. Like a rush of love to the head. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Money investing and more. Talking stock, talking brands, talking tech. Doing what I can to help. Um, give you a good second opinion. Doing what I can to help you as an investor. So, want to hit a little bit on Apple. 
and the Apple 10. And what's being said out there and what you should take away from it. I own shares of Apple. Um, and the stocks that can become kind of guru stocks that can become kind of crazy, names like Amazon, Alphabet, Microsoft, Intel, you pay attention to them during earnings season because they're such big companies. They tell you about the smaller companies and mid-sized companies beneath them. Um, worthy of note, right? So Amazon, Alphabet, Microsoft, and Intel are big names. Now, Gene Munster is a guy who has been become an influential analyst on Apple. And at a money show that my financial radio station, KDOW, sponsored, uh, he talked a lot about Apple, and he talked about a lot about the Apple 10. If you ever get a chance to go to these money shows, they're worth the effort. Again, maybe not, I don't know. I, I don't know what you're trying to accomplish, right? So it depends on if you're trying to get like new insights and new companies, if you're trying to understand trends, what have you. But Munster and those type of analysts sometimes will get paid pretty good dollars to you know tour with these companies and give speeches to be kind of a draw name. You see, as seen on CNBC, Apple's insider Gene Munster. So Apple's success over the next twelve months to eighteen months at this point in time, it's going to be all about the Apple Ten. We knew in the last twelve months that the Apple Ten was coming. We didn't know what the name was. We didn't know what the features were going to be exactly, but we knew it was coming, and we knew it was going to be big. The 10-year anniversary phone was going to be big, and they went bigger than anyone thought. They went high-end average selling price, $1,000-plus for the starting price. Consumers will take a, you know, a look at it and decide if they're willing to spend that or they're willing to spend money on the 8 or just keep what they have or say, you know what, that's a lot of money, and I can go on a vacation for that kind of money. What sort of experience am I trying to get in life? Um, but analysts are raising their you know, average selling price on the iPhone to $740, for instance. And what's interesting about that is that sometimes when you're that big, whether you're like an Intel, an Amazon, an Apple, a Google, that we know there's going to be 50 million widgets sold or consumed. And those 50 million widgets, the difference between a dollar and two dollars is pretty huge. A dollar and a buck fifty, huge. You don't think of a dollar and a dollar fifty, two dollars in your pocket as huge. No. But if you had fifty million pockets, you'd be like, woohoo, that's pretty big, right? So that's why these little numbers like moving up the average selling price from seven hundred and twenty two dollars to seven hundred and forty is huge. 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 As my friend Donald would say. When pre orders for the thousand dollar iPhone model opened in the first day of it being released for the iPhone 10, uh, demand looks strong right out of the gate. It went from, you can get it in five days, to five weeks, to six weeks. Pretty long. And we'll see how that uh, gets churned down through the holiday season. But long lead times are attributed to bottlenecks in production. Um, probably tied towards its true depth camera, based on previous years. Expect little change in lead times over the next year. Um, so if you want a phone, it's going to take you about six weeks to get it. It's going to take a long time for them to catch up to that demand. With that out there, should you buy the stock? And, you know, Apple sells into a phone that we were paying, you know, $500 for. Then it was $600, $650, $750. Now we're jumping up to a $1,000 phone. How much more can they do? At some point in time, it peaks. 
you know, Dell had a $4,000 home computer, and people went crazy. $3,500. Woohoo! $3,000. $2,500. And that's when analysts started getting worried. As the, fo- as the desktop computer got cheaper and cheaper, and every year it got more and more powerful, it was like 1500 the sub-$1,000 computer. Then we started playing with numbers like 750 500 And then we got to in the situation where there was companies that were being brought public on Wall Street that made computers and gave them away for free if you would use the advertising bar on the search engine. You're like, whoa, whoa. That business model didn't pan out, but it's still like, whoa. Whoa. So, whoa. So, $1,150 for a phone. Um, Those are some amazing numbers. And Drexel Hamilton, Brian White, came out and said, you know, I see it as $208 stock. Apple's taking the iPhone franchise to a whole new level. It's the ultra-luxury smartphone. And when you now get a case, will a rubber case be enough? Will you still go with an OtterBox, or will you say, I need a leather case for it? And for the first time in a while, you'll say, you know what? I do think I should buy that Apple insurance. You know... For that extra $200, it's worth it because you can break it three times. And you might because it's made out of glass on the back. So it's going to be more breakable than ever and more expensive than ever. Doesn't it suck when you break your phone? iPhone pre-orders reached 5.5 million units within the first five hours coming out of China. And analysts are going 5.5 million units times $999 or $100,149, and it's all spreadsheets. And you're seeing them raise their numbers on it. One analyst out of RBC said, uh, lead times look encouraging from a demand perspective. Lead times in the U.S., U.K., Germany, the U.K., China, Japan, and UAE, United Arab Emirates, all are in the five- to six-week time frame. So and it's consistent across all carriers, colors, member size, and geographies. So it's a worldwide hit. Um, and the five to six weeks number is conservative, and users could likely receive it before that timeline for sure. Um, so that brings up, like, Google's Pixel 2, the, uh, you know, essential phones out there. Um, there's a lot going on there. But I think the next year, you know, it's clearly going to come from, again, some of the add-ons and the, the twists. Because uh, 2018 to half, first half of 2019... We're going to start seeing Apple, and a lot of analysts say, you know, maybe they should only come up with one phone per year instead of two, what they're currently doing. Maybe they should take a little bit longer instead of doing it every September. Uh, maybe we should see how they do with their apps. Uh, but when you're selling at a premium and you're not discounting the price, yeah, do you rake it as much money as you can while you can? I own shares of Apple. Good luck to you. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Where investors rule. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm only human after all. I'm only human after all. Don't put your blame on me. Don't put the blame on me. Oh,
rawblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Stock Talk with Rob Black. Black. I'm Rob Black. There's something called the cord cutter. You know what a cord cutter is, right? Um, The cord cutter, those of you who have cable TV, we all remember, or I remember very clearly, when I was six, seven, eight, nine, somewhere around that. I don't remember all that clearly. Uh, Let me take a second. I guess I was probably nine. Um... I remember very, very clearly back when I was roughly nine-ish, um, coming into a situation where I lived on a military base. My father was in the military. I was not in the military. I was a military brat. Kind of explains why I have a decent perspective on global issues, uh, because I have lived in foreign countries and because I have seen their opinion of the United States, but that's getting off, off track. There's something called cord cutters. And it's a trend. And as a stock talk, as a tech stock, as a sector investor, you should do everything you can to like find trends. I remember one of the very first trends that you know hit me in the face like a shovel 20 years ago was people are getting older. And there's a thing called a baby boomer. I'm like, what's a baby boomer? Are they blowing up? Are they getting fat? Are their hearts disturbed? What's happening? It's just people hitting retirement. And we learned that there was going to be more of them happening every day and it was going to avalanche. And the stories that came out of that was, we're going to run out of Social Security money. We're going to run out of Medicaid. It's going to bankrupt America. The baby boomers will no longer be giving to society. They'll be taking. Dirty hippies. Peace lovers. Suddenly living off society. Mooching. Instead of giving their ideas for peace and love and no wars. So it was a trend. And if you invested in the 90s in things along the lines of Mercs and Pfizer's and Eli Lilly's, you're like, they're going to be taking more drugs. And then you hear like, okay, so um, you heard stories like Viagra, the little blue pill that fixes erectile dysfunction for up to four hours. Anything over four hours, consult a, a doctor. Like, whoa, I'd like that. And uh, you started seeing baby boomers like, go get it. Ask their doctor for it because that's what the commercial told them to do. You should probably be figuring out what medicines you should put in your body by watching a 30-second commercial. No doubt about it. That's a good idea. So people would call their doctor, and it was the most re-prescribed pill. But I'm getting off track. It was a trend, as you can see, and there's stories that came out of it, as you now know. Um, and the four hours, I hope you can wipe that out of your head. Me too. So another trend that we've been hearing about for the last five years, and we're starting to see it really get more and more sticky, and there's investments to be made, is the cord cutter. You still need internet service to watch Netflix and Hulu. And who watched Stranger Things 2? You know, they've already announced they're going to make a Stranger Things 3 and a Stranger Things 4. So I'm in no rush, because I could watch over like a five-day weekend now. In about two years. I can come to it when it's finished. I don't have to wait for it anymore. I like that stuff. So um, Breaking Breaking Bad, skip the first three years of it live, catch up, and you're like, whoa, that's the greatest show ever. You might not have had patience watching it week to week to week to week to week over four years. Like Game of Thrones has gotten stupid because you have watched it from week to week to week to week to week to week to week, to week and because the show has gotten stupid. 
um, as they got ahead of the books and now they're rushing to the finish line versus, you know, slowly evolving and taking the onion peel off. Uh, we know it's darn dirty stinking onion at this point in time. What will Arya Frey do? She's not a Frey. What will Arya Stark do? No. Will she kill the phrase? Will she eat the phrase? What will little Bran do? Will he become an ice dragon? Did he go back in time and was he, was was he the ice king? Did he create a time malfunction that brought the end of man? Is Game of Thrones really just all about how man will never win because of war and that Mother Earth? Mother Earth will be the game winner. How can we possibly love the queen, the dragon queen, when sometimes she rules from fear and sometimes she rules from strength and sometimes from compassion? Is she not a little loco in the cocoa like her dad? With that said, it just became silly. In my opinion. Excuse me, I got a cough. I need a cough drop. That wasn't real cough. Those coughs brought to you by coughdrops.com. Um, so cord cutting is a big trend. And, you know, stream, 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 stream. And even talking about the idea of binge watching, you know, it's something we didn't talk about five, ten years ago. That's kind of new. So fear has manifested itself pretty heavily into cord cutting. And will Comcast be able to stop it? And then you see stories like Netflix uh, spending billions and billions and billions and Disney going, we don't really like spending billions. We, we, we'll we do it, but we don't like it. Who makes the content, you know? Sony? 21st Century Fox? Uh, Netflix? Hulu? Amazon? Amazon makes some great shows, but very few people watch them compared to Netflix, compared to network television. Cable internet prices have risen about $7 per month over the last year. So even if we cut cable television, we're still stuck with that internet price, right? So now again, Wall Street loves raise the price, raise the price, raise the price, because we know 127 million homes have access to, and we're saying, okay, 127 million plus $7 more per month. And like, wow, woo, party. So that's how Wall Street works. It's, it's very... You know, spreadsheet kind of driven. Now, there's gloomy press coverage tied towards um, the futility of, of dumping cable. I've looked at it, and, you know, to me, I still like the live sports packages. You know, is the World Series game on Fox Sports 1, or is it on Fox? How about the playoff game? Was that on Fox Sports 2, Fox Sports 1? Was it on NBC Universal? Was it on, like, it, it gets kind of like, ooh, do I have enough coverage there? So it kind of gets a little gloomy in my head. Is it worth keeping versus how much I pay? Hell no. We all know that. But that's just, you know, speculation and wishful thinking that I could say I could just move my hand and send it away. So internet prices look like they're going to show... Um, a consistent rise in, in, in fees. Some of the companies like Comcast who own the cable TV boxes and who own the cable TV service, they also want to own the wireless service with the cable modems, right? The internet service. And if one you know falters, they got the other one to, to carry. 
Customers of fiber providers such as Verizon, AT&T, Uverse saw only a $5 per month increase in the last year. But the year before that, they saw a $3 decrease. So, again, the internet price hikes for the average person, 66 bucks versus $59 on a year over year. That's a 12% increase. 12% is growing fast in the economy. So you start seeing some of these trends going, ooh, I like it. Cable speeds have gone up in the last year. The average speeds have risen from 43 megabits per second to 46 megabits per second. Fiber customers saw it jump from 33 megabits per second to 40 megabits per second. So on a statistical level, that's greater than, say, the cable side. So whether they'll be able to increase prices forever and ever, it comes back down to a theory that nothing can go up forever and ever, whether it be the price of a phone or a desktop computer. You know, the $4,000 computer was kind of a consumer price point that they, they're like, 5000 is too much. That's kind of like buying half a car. Back in the day, it was half a car. Now it would be like one-eighth of a car, right? So that's called inflation. <laughs> so uh, Elon Musk revealed a couple pictures of his tunnel boring machine and some of the tunnels it bores. It's pretty cool. Pay TV is a very low-margin business, whereas Internet service is a high-margin business. So when you see companies like Comcast say, oh, we're losing 300,000 people subscribing to cable TV, but then you see Time Warner adding 150,000 people to their app and Netflix adding 175,000 people to their app, you're like, okay, what's really happening here? We're not really losing content. We're, we're saying it's a low-margin business, and we're cognizant of it. So it becomes a bit of a commodity, whether you're getting that content from Netflix or Hulu or uh, even Verizon. has got some content generation uh, out there, uh, whether you're getting it from Time Warner Direct. Uh, a lot of people saw that when Disney jumped off Netflix, that everyone will eventually jump off Netflix. Um, so taking a look at price points, it's kind of important. What's the price point? that people feel comfortable with with cable TV services. And sadly, it's it's moving down from like, we, we're like, okay, I'm good with $150 a month. Now we're like, probably about 80. And that's where we're saying, if I get Hulu, if I get Netflix, if I get some sort of sports package, about $80 a month is what I'll pay for television. So you can start playing with a lot of these numbers. And keep in mind, again, the content is marginalized. It's not very profitable. The internet service has big, fat profit margins in it. So try to try to align your investments along angles where you've kind of thought things out a little bit. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing more. You can find me talking stock talk, shock talk, uh, Mondays and Thursdays from 6 to 7. Uh, you can find me all over the internet at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Pass on the word. Get the podcast. If you get the podcast, I'll make a better podcast. Talk to you soon. I'm Rob Black. Take you so far away from you're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app. financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
1220 Money investing more talking stock. I try to find stock and investing in everything that I do. I try to find tech in almost everything I do. But every now and then it just gets down to some plain hard simple thoughts and whoa, like uh, younger people spend more than older people. That's why we care about millennials. Are you with me or are you against me? They are more likely to go, you know what? Screw it. I'm save for retirement next week, next year, next next decade. Whereas boomers like, I'm running out of money. Younger people expect to spend $183 a year on costumes, decorations, and such. Uh, Generation X, 70 bucks. Baby boomers, $23. Okay. Now that I can explain that whole baby boomer Generation X millennial conversation that Rob Black has every friggin' day on the st- show. Millennial consumers continue to you know, demonstrate to us again and again and again that they value experiences and they spend and sometimes save accordingly. Whether it's costume parties, you know, it's all about enjoying the moment. So that's why I talk about millennials so darn much. Something I don't talk about as much is Consumer Reports list of the 10 most reliable automobiles. I like reading stuff like this. Um, in large part because cars can get expensive. And if you have a friend who always likes to buy like Mini Cooper, notice that the Mini Cooper is not on the 10 most reliable vehicles. And when you break down a vehicle, it's like, whoa, how much do I have to spend? And that's when you start spending more money on like warranties and things because you've had bad experiences with cars in the past. And the auto dealer makes money hand over fist when you crash your car at 50,000 miles right before you're about to hit that warranty at you know, 60,000 miles that you paid that extra money for. But some of the, you know, the more reliable cars again and again, they come out, you know, Tesla Model X. Uh, breakthrough vehicle known for its upward opening Falcon doors. It's faulted for body issues, but its drivetrain is considered second to none. So it's reliable. The Cadillac Escalade. Uh, power equipment, transmission, climate control, all considered second to none. Um, after you get through the issues, it'll get you to where you need to go. Um, you know, Volvo has got just piss poor electronics and power equipment, but it'll get you to where you need to go. So there's something to be said for that. And how about if you're a dad, do you want your kids driving around a car that may or may not get you there? It's a good question. Sometimes parents want to get rid of their children, right? No. That's not the case. Target's doing a big renovation right now, and I started this hour by saying, you know, what are you, a Target or a Walmart person? Are you a Microsoft or Sony person? Uh, Amazon is obviously the guy who's dominant in this game, so when you pick any other retail, you're picking from second to third place. So Amazon's bigger than number two, three, four, five put together. Uh, I'm sorry, Walmart is bigger than number two, three, four, five put together, but Amazon's catching them as far as retail, retail goes. So it's an e-commerce leviathan. It's cast a shadow over everyone else. And now we do stories on a regular basis about what progress is Target making? Uh, what are they going to do? Are they going to buy a pharmacy? Are pharmacies going to buy retailers? Are retailers going to buy uh, web companies? So if you want number one, you go Amazon. 
demographics do tend to favor Target's business. So they've done everything that they can to put themselves in a position to get people in their stores. Is it enough? So I see Target easily rising to $75 in the next two to three years um, with a 4% dividend yield along the way. That's not bad, but are you going to feel bad when you're watching Amazon go higher, higher, higher? We'll go higher and higher, straight up or fly. Sammy Hagar, Van Hagar. Uh, is there only one Van Halen, David Lee Roth Van Halen, or is there two Van Halens? And does Van Hagar count as Van Halen? I think not. Oh, I think not. So you always run into these like Target versus Walmart versus Amazon or Pepsi versus Coke kind of thing. Um, and it's worthy of throwing out there. So Target's rebuilt its debit and its credit card systems. Uh, to strong. Target's management's doing the right things to combat Amazon.com, getting you to come in. Uh, they're generating $4.8 million of free cash flow, and free cash flow is pretty important. If you were to say there's three things that Rob Black likes, in no particular order, it's free cash flow, it's stock buybacks, and you know raising your dividend. That's a pretty good start. So not the only start, but a pretty good start. So free cash flow doesn't tell a lot of lies. When companies got into problems like WorldCom and Enron, cash flow, you can tell. A company can't hide cash. Can you hide cash? Now, you can open up you know, uh, extra bank accounts. You can hide your revenue from your spouse. Cash flow does not tell any lies. Banks aren't going to cover up for you. They're not in the business of, of money laundering. So online sales at Target up 4.4%. You know what's funny? I've never once in my life said, you know, I need to go buy something today online. I'm going to start with Target or I'm going to start with Walmart. Typically, I start and end with Amazon. I'm totally buying into it, right? I'll sit there and I'll say, I'm tired of giving Facebook all this information about myself. Big data is getting bigger. The internet once used to be this wild, wild west where we're going to have just, you can go anywhere you want and it was going to be like, you know, fantasy world. But more and more people just go to one place. We'll go higher. Come on, sing along. Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Hi, this is Rob Black from Rob Black and Your Money. Retirement planning is more complicated than ever and it can be hard to even know where to begin. But focusing on a few essential issues can help increase your income in retirement and your chances of enjoying a secure future. Join us for Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar Thursday evening, November 16th from 630 to 830 at the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos. Registration is $25. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Sign up at robblackshow.com. CFP Chad Burton is going to discuss transitioning your portfolio from accumulation phase to the income phase. Passive versus active portfolio management. Choosing the right accounts to draw from first. Minimizing your retirement income taxes, social security strategies, good and bad retirement products, and much, much more. In addition, I will discuss the market outlook, and attorney Michelle Lerman will explain how to update your estate plan to reflect the latest laws. That's Thursday, November 16th, 6.30 to 8.30 at the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos. 
Registration is $25. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Sign up at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. And use the code RADIO25 to get in free. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.